Welcome to the Life Like a Movie podcast. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate your time and your energy. I really hope this episode brings you value. And I think it will, especially if you're into introspection. Maybe you're opening up your spiritual side. Or maybe you just want to heal an internal wound or get to know yourself a bit better. Well, if, if you said yes to any of those things, and I think this episode might be great, is we have somebody with a multitude of, of different experiences throughout her life that has brought her to where she is today. And most of these experiences involve an intense spiritual awakening or something along those lines that really helped her get to know herself, become in tune with who she is in this world. So I think that she can really help us dive deeper into ourselves. So without further ado, let's dive into this episode and see what we can take away. So I'm just, I'm a little bit curious as to like, because I, I looked into Star Seeds a little bit just to get a bit of a base. And I was like, wow, like never heard of this before. And I, I'm pretty new to the spiritual community. So that, that's probably why. Um, but just very fascinated by all of it. And so when I, when I came across what you're about, which was through Instagram, I was like, wow, I got to ask her some questions. Like, questions just started coming to my head. So I, I, I'm very curious to learn a little bit more about you. So if you wouldn't mind just um, sharing a little bit about what you're doing, you know, like, how do you, how did you get into this whole game? And, and, um, and yeah, just a little bit about yourself. Well, um, so a brief, like, history. Um, I, well, you know, I help people raise their consciousness and Love heal. Um, I've always, since I was little, had a very open sight ability. So I've always been able to see spirit. And um, it wasn't fun when I was little. It was, it was actually scary. And, yeah, um, you know, my parents partied and so there was a lot of drug use and I would watch you know energy leave people's bodies and dark energy come in oh. and so I had a very <clears throat> mistrust of people and so I turned to nature and and then what I interpreted you know as my friends were star beings and and the fae and um so I spent a lot of time out in Montana and I spent a lot of time alone <laughs> in the woods. And so my perception as I got older of my guides, you know, our brains like to keep us in a box, right? And so oh. <laughs> I had memories that my brain, my mind had actually reconstructed to fit the more matrix reality. So what oh. I was experiencing with these guides um you know I was like oh there was a a train you know we lived way out in the country in Tuolumne County which is you know northern California and um I thought when I was like six there was in my memory we had a there was a train in the woods and my mom okay. was like no train, <laughs> <laughs> and so then the memories started to come back and come back so <clears throat> I've always um fought my medicine in a big way so it's not like um I never wanted to help people you know I didn't I didn't trust people and then so I was just kind of going about my life and when I was 18 I had a grandma seizure and uh this huge vision and and these star my star family came and were telling me okay it's time the mission has to start you're on it and I didn't even know what was happening to my physical body but when I came to I jumped up and I was like oh my god what and in the vision I was like no I don't want that I'm not ready I don't even I don't want that um 
it's kind of my my story is pretty intense but uh, that sounds crazy how old were you when this happened 18 i was 18 when that happened and it was just random it was right like they they never were able to and i had a handful more of seizures throughout my life um but none of the neurology you know they had no reason they couldn't detect anything yeah i'm sure so so like what do you mean when you say seizure because i think some of us listening we were like like we're imagining maybe like shake your body's like shaking and kinds of seizures and grand mal seizure is yeah totally um the body gets taken over and yeah convulsing and um and like for me when it would happen though it would be this whole other experience of you know different visions and things of when spirit would come so it's funny my neurologist actually um I'm in the works of writing a book. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. And um, so a neurologist I saw was the first one. He's like, there's nothing wrong with your brain. You know, this is something else. And I was like, what do you mean something else? And he's like, hmm, you should do some research. And so I followed his advice and, and started looking at um, different traditions and cultures and what that means you know how when people have seizures it was a you know that they were a healer the shaman um and so it's just um, i mean now people have seizures for all kinds of reasons you know all the gmos and terrible things that are around us um but uh for me it was very spiritual so Mm -hmm. that started uh because when i was in um high school I just pretended not to see spirit you know like I'm just gonna be a normal person <laughs> yeah yeah and I, and I and I can imagine like thinking of myself in high school having these crazy visions maybe I'm not sure what you were what you were specifically seeing but having to have that and then know at the same time what the societal norm is what's expected of me and I I think in, in like if I was in the same position I'd be quite afraid of it as well like what's why am I so different like, did you have some lonely times when you were going through this at first? Oh, yeah, especially as an adolescent, um, because, you know, I'm so tuned in and I could, you know, everyone is super pretending in high school, right? And oh, so, yeah. <laughs> I was too. I had I a whole <laughs> and, you know, this whole thing, but I yeah. could also know when people were lying I could see all this stuff you know but it just was like too much I didn't want to so yeah it felt very lonely in addition to um you know I think those are tough times for most people right you know just growing up and coming to life and oh no I was very you know self-destructive and rebellious yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. so being like a, a natural empath I suppose as yourself like you can really feel people's emotions correct uh, yeah, I can I definitely feel a lot. Um, my biggest gift is sight. So I kind of like when I'm working with spirit, I see I'll see a whole picture and watch different energies come in and I hear them. And um, and yeah, people I've, you know, we all do. It's actually just a mm-hmm. matter of especially feeling at spirit to spirit. It's just a matter of clearing our perception to. Remember, yeah. Oh, this is totally. an- for everyone some people more than others (laughs) yeah that's interesting and and i i already know that there's somebody listening right now that's like this is like crap like this isn't real 
And I would have been one of those people two or three years ago. But since then, I've had some very interesting experiences that has completely opened up my mind to the, the possibilities and what it means like to be like, what, what is this nitrogen carbon dioxide form that I'm living in right now? Um, you know, like what, like what's going on here. And so anyways, I'm very open to what you're talking about right now. And it's so fascinating for me that you've experienced this. So what I'm most curious about now is how do we remove, remove those blocks? Like I'm huge into removing these psychological blocks, not at the scale you're talking about. For me, it's more like, like people that are listening to this are like maybe 17 to 24 years old. And we're worrying about like, what am I going to do with my life? You know, like we worry about some ridiculous stuff and it causes a lot of anxiety and angst for us. So for me, it's like, how do we remove those blocks and just be, but I want to go a little bit deeper with you because you're at, um, crazy level. Like, so like, how do we, how do we, how do we, uh, just begin to remove these psychological blocks? Say we're talking to a person who's not spiritual at all. Like, how do you start to notice this stuff? Well, um, you know, it's funny because modern times are super intense and your generate, you know, the younger generations are overstimulated and over bombarded. And that is intentional energy from what we can call the matrix, you know, the machine energy. Um, you know, most people can kind of like get a sense of, okay, modern times are very different from if you look back to cultures, to your ancient ancestors who were very connected to the earth, right? Yes, okay. Much more natural way. Um, so modern times have, um, like the movie The Matrix, there is a matrix that is dense and dark and controls everyone. And part of the overstimulation is part of the control mechanisms. Right. Okay. So when you say matrix, do you mean like you are you using that as an analogy or are you saying there's actually like we're in the matrix right now? Like, what do you mean when you say that? <laughs> so, it, you know, we can keep it like big, bigger picture. So it's easier to chew on um, the fake culture that is projected into the now. Right. And it, it can feel really fake and it can feel really anxiety provoking and people wanting to be the same right and really oh, totally okay all right could you give an example of something you're mentioning here just so i can be a bit more clear for me let's see uh well how how so for like tell me an experience you what is it okay. yeah yeah okay yeah good question so um i like for me when you say that i my mind instantly goes to wanting to go to university or to get a good job or to um um like to care about sports or, you know, or like whatever, whatever is accepted in society. Like, is that what you mean when you say matrix? Like trying to conform to? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's nothing wrong with an education. There's nothing wrong with. I agree. Yes, that wasn't the point I was trying to make. Yeah, yeah. But on a bigger scale, the way it's pushed that it's that or nothing. So it's basically gotcha. debt. Okay because the debt is then going to feed the bigger machine kind of energy, right? And now a degree doesn't really guarantee you a good job. You got to go on real far and get real in debt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got gotcha. you. Interesting. Okay. Um, I'm, I definitely do not understand this fully. So I'm going to try and uh, extrapolate my thoughts a little bit here. So uh, first of all, I love like that you said the university or nothing, a quick side point. 
like obviously like university is good for some people and like that's just not even the topic of conversation but there is a very like university or nothing or blank and nothing we're a very all or nothing society i find and i see this in myself a ton by the way um and so it seems like we need to all be perfect and all this stuff but then it's like well why do we feel like we need to be perfect what is perfect what does that word even mean totally like there's just a million questions that that, that can be brought up and i feel like we i feel like a lot of us don't go very deep and this is me like literally three months ago like i've only really started going deep into myself yep. and like exploring and entertaining the shadow side a little bit of myself and like what's you know what what is that um basically uh, anyways that's neither here nor there so a question i'd like to bring up now is about the shadow side okay and, and if you wouldn't mind explaining a little bit what what this means to you just to maybe give a listener a little bit of context and then i'll ask a supplementary question of how to kind of get into it so shadow work is is super important, and no matter, um, I, I mean, there's layers to spirituality, right? Layers to each person that, so like what layer I'm in is not better or worse than what layer you're in. So, you know, just to point that out, shadow work is what you're calling like the psychological effects. It's also traits we've inherited ancestrally. You know, this is very, I know people love, science proving things it is being proven now that we inherit trauma you know unhealed mm -hmm. trauma so if you follow your people back and think of all the trauma that wasn't worked and so that's part part of a shadow um ego gets in there you know but we're taught these things and then we have to unlearn right shadow work is kind of willing to unlearn what you think you know and open to something totally different right and not everything is black and white or one plus one is two you know when you start spinning into universal truths outside of your shadow it's all very metaphorical and elusive and mm. tangible right because that's what the mind understands that's what it can grasp right but we want to expand beyond that step by step, layer by layer, which means coming face to face with your own um, energetic blocks, which it's very unique for each person, right? Mm -hmm. Your blocks are, are going to be very different than my blocks. And then you get people with matching pictures, right? So have you met someone and then you'll kind of have, <laughs> like if someone triggers you, you know, and you're like, they're talking like what the fuck are you talking you know but in you like start right them and going off on a thing usually there's a matching picture a mm. matching energy that's triggering you so bad so it's when you can start to know yourself and get to know yourself and your own energy and like okay why am i triggered what is happening for me that that person is doing okay that person could be a total jerk asshole whatever and why am I so affected by that, right? And yeah. that's unconscious, right? So shadow work is about tapping into the unconscious and bringing awareness. And that- Tapping into unconscious and bringing awareness. Mm -hmm. How does one tap into the unconscious? Exactly by what I'm saying, starting to look at your own patterns and reactions to things. It's really important to slow down right? Um, modern times are super fast and people 
get swirled and anxiety is a super fast energy right so it's yeah. like all of a sudden you can't think straight and ah uh and so coming back to yourself and slowing down enough to to even be able to breathe right right okay to start to feel yourself and understand okay what is happening for me even questioning right. okay. Questioning things rather than thinking you know the answer starts to open up a different mm -hmm. energy, right? Totally, yeah. Oh, I love that so much. Um, and uh, yeah, I've experienced this a lot lately. I find it very funny now when I get when something gets or 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 something rises in me when I hear somebody talk, um, and I get like flustered or I get like um, like annoyed or something, and and I start laughing as if I'm this really great guy who um, doesn't do that at all. But then it's like, oh, wait, I do. I probably have something within me that does exactly that. I mean, one of my favorite authors, Eckhart Tolle, he says, what we react to strongly in others is present within us. Oh, and so, and I just find it so funny. Now I see it all the time. Like a <laughs> lot of us, we literally just, we complain about things that we do ourselves. It's so funny. Um, and yeah, I see it myself a lot. So, uh, and that for me, that actually brings on a great sense of humility because then I know like, yeah, like I literally am the same as everybody else. Like I could be doing this. I, I have this within, I have the power within me to, to express what they're expressing. And yeah, it's just, it, it's like, I'm not that great kind of like, I'm not like this grand person, like, and it, it kind of just, it, it hits the ego at first i'll tell you that but when we start to realize it over and over again then it's it's actually quite comforting and i know that a lot of self self-esteem or self-confidence uh, is built in humility mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah the triggers are the way in you know and people so if someone's triggering you, you know triggering a reaction you know uh what you're calling you know like you get upset at someone um that's the energy to follow like within yourself and go deeper into that. Well, what is that? Right. And starting to, that's why I'm saying slow down. So if we kind of can keep perspective, it's a blessing when we're triggered because it's an opportunity yeah. to look deeper at ourselves. Right. It's very hard. I'm not saying it's like always super easy. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. Diligence. And it, what that means is you start to learn what your own energy feels like and what you feel like as a spirit, right? So that when something else comes, then it's a new part of you, an unconscious part. Oh, what is that? <laughs> oh, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Thank you so much. And, and you know, the, the thing that keeps coming back to me as I talk to therapists, psychologists, spiritual healers mm -hmm. is not to shy away or not get get mad at the emotion that you don't want to be there it's actually quite a beautiful thing and i and i was talking to um a psychic last week mm -hmm. and she was saying that when we give that negative or like negative let's just say in quotations energy a chance to surface mm -hmm. maybe the energy doesn't know that it has a chance to become conscious mm -hmm. and when it's given the chance it can actually flourish into something beautiful but at first glance it looks bad it looks scary it, we don't want to go there but she was saying that when we allow it to the surface and are curious and even loving of it then we can actually we can actually learn something from it and see see it for what it really is what do you think of that yeah i agree it's about 
energy has to be alchemized, right? You can't, you know, there's this whole mm. light, don't talk about negative. And we can't ascend our own pain and our own darkness, but we have to shine the light of awareness onto it, right? So like she's saying, if something comes up and we have the urge to hide it and repress it, then it starts to grow. It actually starts to Sure, grow. sure, yeah, gotcha. Right, and then there's a reaction to that reaction. Right, <laughs> yeah, it's a vicious cycle, gotcha. <laughs> natural, like, neutrality. Neutrality is really super, super helpful when, you know, working on yourself and energy, you can be neutral to yourself, not judge. You, like an emotion or a feeling or something coming up and let it come into awareness, yeah, it can shift. It, I totally agree with that. I love that. Um, now, something that just blew my mind that you said just now was energy has to be alchemized. Mm -hmm. So like, do you mean, like, could you explain alchemized a little bit, just the meaning yeah. that, you, that you use there? Mm -hmm. So it's shifting energy, right? Because we can't, shifting energy, okay. it has to shift and change with our awareness you know, my awareness. So if I'm working with someone, I help hold their awareness from what with what I'm seeing, right? So okay, do it for you, right? It has to be your process, a healer can help hold the energy and hold, hold the space and guide you to it. But every person has to be willing to face their own demon, their own darkness, their own Yes. Oh, work and shift then work, yeah. shift. And I just like the word alchemy, alchemize, because it's such a a tangible energy to. Yeah, I, I got a picture that came to my mind. I was like, wow. <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. Now, so, shift it. Mm -hmm. Um, is there anything else you you want to touch on that? By the way. Okay. No. Okay. Um, so I want to share an experience that are something I noticed. I've been noticing in the last few days. So I had this really, really intense day about five days ago where I heard one thing. Um, have you listened to any Alan Watts or read any Alan Watts? Music? The musician? Uh, he's he's an author, speaker. He's from like the 70s, 60s. Uh, oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Uh -huh. Okay, cool. Anyways, um, so I've been listening to a, a lot of him lately. Cool. Anyway, so he said he said one thing. It was very simple. It was just like, I exist. That's all he said. But when he, once he said that, something intense came over me. And for the next 11 to 12 hours, I don't think I had a single thought. And I was like, I would, I had no idea what was going on, but it was like just ecstasy, curiosity, wonder, amazement, connection, unity, all that good stuff. And anyways, so what I noticed during that was, was this very powerful thing that reminded me of when you said energy has to be alchemized so change shifted and now what I'm starting to see is that every time I have a negative thought that seems to be in my mind when I go into a conscious state I find instantly when I do that it goes from my mind and it goes right to my gut and now I can feel it and then I can understand it so what do you think of that? Like literally, it's like almost like my mind, I can feel it. My mind, my mind gets cleared and it's in my gut. And now the conscious awareness is starting to understand it. So what do you make of that? And how would you relate it to energy has to be alchemized? Like, is that what you were talking about? Yeah. Well, when you're saying your gut too, you're, you're talking about like your lower chakras, you know, so they're oh, okay. 
um, so you're getting into the energy. So what I'm watching when you say that, because I'm watching the energy, is the tightness of like, you know, repetitive thinking and you're expanding. And in that expansion, so we can, the mind is a tool, right? Mm. When we let it be the a master, we're stuck in that space. So when you're saying, and I pull out of that, that's expanding outside of the mind with your consciousness. And then you're perceiving the feeling through your um, third, second and third chakra, which is part of your process of how you're tuning in and interpreting energy. Oh, That's so not not everybody would interpret the energy that it's, same way. Right. It's very, you're, you're unique. And so your spiritual abilities are waking up and you're remembering things. And so that's how you're perceiving and experiencing it. It's very oh. beautiful, unique. And yes, you're shifting more. Yeah. Alchemizing. You're also just expanding out of that brain energy. Yeah. Oh, cool. That is, <laughs> that is awesome. I got some very nice notes from that. And um, yeah, just when you said expanding out of that brain energy, for me, that was just like, like, it makes me somewhat emotional now that I've like, really seen and felt the difference. Because I've been in states where even I, you know, I'd meditate. And this is when I was just starting out feel, you know, feel a little bit better. Let's just say, but it's, I, I'm telling like five days ago was a completely different experience than anything I've ever, you know, and so, um, yeah, I'm really starting to to see how I, I feel like I see like every time my mind wanders or thinks something or perceives something like even a label as like I'm looking at a blanket right now that this blanket is soft, like even like like every little thing that my mind wants to label it's um it's pretty crazy that our minds do that. And I can see how it it's very easy to get into a state where we believe our thoughts and then we think that these thoughts are us and then we start to attach to things and then those things that we attach to can get pulled away from us and then our self-esteem goes with it and then anxiety depression addiction like for me i'm just trying to put the pieces together because um anxiety depression addiction it seems like a lot of it is very unnecessary to go through and i would love to 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 be able to help people not have that because it just sucks and so um yeah. <laughs> so what what do you what do you make of of all that? And also how would like how can we begin to just n to to see our mind for what it is as a tool? How can we begin to do that? Um <clears throat> by starting to learn what your energy feels like, right? Cuz what mm. we're taught and told and what's thrown at us is a conditioning right it's a way to condition your mind to think certain things to get a desired outcome because if someone is afraid right there's a lot of fear pumped into our society if someone is sure. afraid and you're anxious you're going to do what you're told to do right because you're scared and so then oh, you see rules that are thrusting that forward whereas when you can take the time and like you said you know meditating doesn't have to mean you know trying to let the mind go blank that was so hard for me because i'm like as soon as i drop into my body i'm visuals are coming and i'm feeling things sure. and okay. i just want to put it out there for people that meditating doesn't have to mean 
you're not thinking. But what it does mean is you start to expand your awareness to your full body and being, right? So taking deep breaths and counting your breath. And this is the way to start to tune into your own energy enough so that you can tell when an energy is coming at you that's not yours. And that's what's so important, right? Oh, okay. To be able to experience something coming and then all of a sudden you feel weird and you have a weird thought or feeling funny, it might not even be yours. You could be picking up someone else's energy, right? In a room or uh, in a, a teacher or a parent or whatever. So when we can really start to know our own energy, we're that much more aware to catch something that's not ours, or even if it is in us, then to release it. And then that's a lot of anxiety is people being super full of other people's energy. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Here, Well, here's how I synthesize it in my head anyways. <laughs> so um, the, the main things I took from that is that there, we live in somewhat of a fear-based society. And when we allow the fear to get in, let's just say, to use the university example, what do I do with my life if I'm not in university? Or I have to uh, look a certain way. I have to have a six-pack six pack abs. Or if you're a woman, I have to have like a curvy shape and a thin waist and all this. Um, and we live in fear that like, well, what if I don't get that? Like, what do people think of me? Um, as an example of fear. And, and since we live in this society full of fear, we, we tend to narrow our focus because when we're in an anxious state, we, have, we kind of have tunnel vision and then we just kind of obsess about one thing and we limit ourselves basically from the infinite possibilities of, and, and at the, at the very least, we don't see it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And that's anyways, that, that's what I took from that. Absolutely. Yeah. And the more you start to understand what your energy feels like, the more you'll be in tune to when you're getting like spun out, you know, or coming or however people experience, you know, some people get depressed and just shut down. And then like you were saying, addiction comes in, we try to numb out and not feel anything because we're feeling everything right oh man can you say that one more time <laughs> to the addiction part or the whole yes blue. the addiction part addiction a lot of people um try to numb out right because we don't want to feel what we're feeling it hurts it's i'm i don't want to feel this i'm just gonna numb out the numb out it actually the numb out pulls that energy back to you right because People want to numb out because they're feeling everything, or so it feels like, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, it's too much. I can't handle it. I'm just going to get high. I'm just going to have a drink and whatever you do, whatever your choice is. Um, Or addiction is getting so addicted to things being bad that you have the thought. Uh, Then you go back to that thought. Even though it's terrible, you're addicted to it. And so you're stuck in your own self-inflicted wheel right oh, yeah totally because I, I mean what is it like cortisol i, I i'm not going to try and pretend i know like the chemicals that get released but um 
But yeah, I've just I've heard that there's just, there's these chemicals that get released just like any other drug when you have a negative thought, and then we can get addicted to negative thoughts, and round and round you go with a vicious cycle, and then you're mad at yourself for having a negative thought, and then it's just like yeah, that just does not sound fun. So I I heard this recently uh, from I can't, I can't remember who it was. I wish I could give them credit for this awesome idea, but um, anyways, it was a, a person who works with addiction, and he's and he was saying that we we what addictive people with addictions don't need is to go to rehab and be shunned out by people. It's to actually have more of a connection and love with the world. And I love that idea because when I think about addiction, and I heard this idea recently too, we all want to feel love, right? We all want to, we all want that. But sometimes the medium, if we don't know how to express it or we're too afraid to express it, we, go through an easier medium like alcohol or a number of other things. So for me, that makes sense that we all need that feeling of love and connection, but we're afraid or we don't have the resources or we just don't know how to get that by ourselves. And the key word is by ourselves because I've personally dug deep into some of my childhood trauma recently. And I found that I never taught myself how to, how to positively reinforce things that I do or to love myself I hadn't I didn't teach myself that and because of that I, I saw where I was searching for love and it wasn't through it wasn't through a productive medium let's just say and um yeah so what do you think of addiction and their relation to love yeah um I feel that <clears throat> and um you know being praised as a child is super important super important and you know Everyone has their blocks, all the parents, you know. <laughs> right, so, yeah. Um, if you weren't, you know, didn't have that growing up, then, you're, you know, it's harder for parents to give that back. I'm a parent, and um, and I praise my kids all the time, you know, for everything, because it is. It's so beautiful. It's amazing that you do that. And um, when we're not taught that, when we're not praised for just being, right? Like you're saying, I exist. You are an amazing being. You're here. You're shining. Beautiful. Simple. It's not about your actions. It's just about you as an actual being. We're so caught. So many people are cut off from that and don't have that, but you're given, you know, a nice house and food and school and your basic needs are met yet without um, that base of love. It is harder and we have to search for our own form of self-love, right? Mm. And different traumas can cause all kinds of reasons that we don't love ourselves. And find we have to find the way, um, like you're doing, you know, to, to love ourselves enough to want to change and want to do better and, and ride that energy of like, I want to be a better person. What does that mean? It's not about my success. It's about yeah. growth. I love that so much personal growth and evolving as a being to to someone you actually want to be and staying in that neutrality to not judge yourself along the way right because so hard though (laughs) hard yeah but lessons come and they're strong and you'll fall and you pick yourself back up and you you know we have to and learning is hard (laughs) yeah totally oh 
that's so beautiful. I love how you said you fall and then you get back up. It just shows the, the world of duality that we live in. And I think that's important to realize because I've been one before and people listening may know this where I was just all positivity. I would almost go to like I would block out the negative and just be positive. But the black and the white go together. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no mountain that doesn't have a valley below it. So like um, – I, I've honestly found a new appreciation for the for the times where my mind tells me that things aren't so good. Mm-hmm. And I think what you said is very important around cultivating self-love. Mm-hmm. And when you said praise for your children, I was thinking like for people listening, because like there probably aren't parents out there yet and they're old they're older, so they might be out of the house by now, to learn how to praise ourselves, to mm-hmm have some sort of positive reinforcement yourself up. This is something that I historically have kind of sucked at and <laughs> I've been, uh, and I've been working on it and yeah. I've even found like the smallest little, the smallest little compliment I give myself can just mean the world to me. And I think that that's, that that's really important to realize is that we're always our harshest critic. And, and, and it's, uh, what if every time, what if like even a game to play with yourself or for people is how many times a day am I saying something critical of myself and how can I match that with saying something positive, right? It's not to, you know, take, Interesting. but how can I add to that, right? Because then you can bring some balance. When there's more balance, maybe the choice will be like, okay, well, maybe I don't suck. I mean, <laughs> option two, maybe I'm actually kind of cool and good at this. And, yeah. and okay, hmm, you know, balancing energies so that you do have a choice. Oh, I love that. That's so awesome. That's a great tip for anybody uh, listening to, to keep, because keeping score makes you aware, right? Yeah, that's awesome. That is so beautiful. So what's, what's something, um, the last question I have is what, what's something that somebody could implement today to, and and actually I'm going to let you almost decide this question here, but, um, what, what do you think is the most important thing for somebody to do? And to give you some context, like for me, the first thing that comes to mind is like, is like cultivate an awareness of the self, which for me would be reflecting or writing down notes or having little cues throughout the day to okay how am I feeling right now that's what I would say that's like one of the best things I think somebody could start doing but I'm gonna let you kind of decide this question what do you think is the most important thing for somebody to develop for me I think it's awareness of of the self and then what's the good first step they could they could try I like what you said I like that um it is really important to slow down and watch yourself and pay attention to your own actions and reactions and how you're actually feeling, right? Because we react and then we react in a way that might just be uh, like just what we're accustomed to doing. But then what does that feel like? And constantly checking in with your own feelings because emotions are your your energy telling you something, right? So the more you can check in with yourself, and start to build a relationship with yourself, right? Rather than being so ahead of yourself that then you just get, you know, caught up in all the shoulds. Ah, uh, yeah. 
<laughs> I love that. Yeah. Spending time in nature is so healing. Even mm. if you're in a city, just going to the park, no phone, no device, <laughs> turn it off and like yeah. sit and just be, you know, nature has such a healing vibration that no matter what you're going through, if you can sit and just slow down, right? Sit on the grass and it can help check in with yourself. Oh, totally. I love that so much. Yeah. Where, where are you located, by the way? I'm in Northern California, uh, north of San Francisco. Oh, nice. Is there some nice uh, nature around there? There's beautiful nature. Yeah, I'm close Good. to the and then mm -hmm, the mountains. Oh, good. Just I was curious just because yeah. I was thinking you're probably close somewhere in nature. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. You know, I moved out to the West Coast uh, a, a couple months ago now, and uh, I love it so much. The mountains. And I'm in British Columbia, oh, and cool. um, the mountains are so beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. It's cool. nice to be, rem to be reminded of nature. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yeah, so that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for taking the time to be with me it was such a pleasure and i feel like i've learned so much and yeah i really hope that everyone listening got something out of it too it's tough not to but i i really hope they did <laughs> great yeah um so i think what i'll do is i'll I'll cut the video right there and um i usually i've been kind of running behind because my computer i cannot figure out a clear space on it for some reason it sounds like an easy task even for a millennial but apparently it's not so um yeah, no, so I'll, I'll probably post the video within a, a couple weeks, if that's all right with you. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm all good. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, that, that's really awesome. So is there any any other questions you have about anything that I'm doing with my project or anything like that? Um, no, I think it's awesome. I mean, I was, like, super inspired. I'm kind of picky and choosy about interviews, but I was just, like, feel your energy push through the questions and your excitement. And I was like, oh, well, yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> that's why awesome. My work is very, um, you know, it's 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 and more advanced, and you know, it's it's accessible to everyone. You know, I work with people on in all different levels of healing and awakenings, and um, yeah, you know, my daughter's probably your age. She's she's in college right now, and oh, nice. So she's in my classes, and she's you know, she's grown grown up um, being her own generation, and yet. Um, having the chance to express spiritually so that's so cool what was what's she taking at college she is um her she's just a freshman her major is has to do with um social justice and art and expression you know so she's an actress and she's um very politically driven you know she's yeah she's very very um She's a leader. She has a really big voice in community, and oh yeah, yeah. she's really about implementing change and mm. justice. Y'all are so about justice, and this isn't fair. No, it's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very true. You fix it. Mm -hmm. That's fun. Yeah. I, I'd love to see a politician who brings some spirituality into <laughs> the world. That would be just an amazing sight to see. Right. I feel like politics is usually the complete opposite. <laughs> i know it's it's like mm. yeah oh totally hey um the last question i have is, is there anything that any sort of um i, I don't like the word advice but i'll use it uh, any sort of advice you could give me as i continue my spiritual journey 
and I continue to follow follow what I feel and just you know not questioning it is there because I, I think for me I haven't fully surrendered yet mm-hmm. and so is there anything that you can help me do to cultivate some more spiritual faith um, surrender is good, you know, and also what you're saying is following energy, keep following energy, you know, and trust that because all the roads are going to lead you. It's just a matter of what, how fast the lesson's going to come at you, right? Because you have to believe the whole universe, you're here as a spirit to grow and evolve. And so as you're on your path and following energy, you're going to keep bumping up to the same lesson until you start to figure it out. So Mm. trusting neutrality, finding, um, you know, if you can find someone you feel called to work with and not, you know, jump around, but someone who you feel good and you can drop in with, um, healers are amazing, you know, and it it really, Mm -hmm. I still work with healers all the time. Really? Yeah, hell yeah. You know, things get intense and I'm like, need, yeah. Okay, what's happening? You know, people who I've worked with for a long time. And um, so I'm a huge advocate of, uh, you're not meant to go at it alone. You know what I mean? While it's all work, you know, we come from tribal communities where we help each other, you know, in classes and being in, um, not to become a spiritual junkie, you know, people get all addicted to different workshops and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to follow energy of like, oh, I feel called to work with that person. I'm going to, I'm going to try, you know, and, um, and in a way that helps you take yourself on because they're going to see something different than what you see, right? I see. And not, I'm not talking about talk therapy. Um, talk therapy has its place, but when you go deeper and, and like energetic healing, that's when real shift starts to occur. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow, that makes me want to go search out. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Yeah. Wow, thank you so much. I, I don't know what it is, but you're just so pleasant to talk to. Just awesome. Yeah, really great. So thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I definitely enjoyed being a part of it and learning from her. It was very, very nice for myself. So I hope you guys got a little bit of that uh, that juice as well, the, the golden nuggets, if you will, that, that she mentioned. So um, that, that was very, very good. Awesome episode. All right, guys. Thanks so, so much again, and I'll see you next time.